Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. You saying that, Meredith, kind of reminds me of something that I think a lot of dentists have some fear about, and that's telling people how to make themselves so valuable in your practice because Mm -hmm. you fear that they're going to ask for more money or you fear that they might go somewhere else. And the truth is, is you should want to make your people amazing. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Dentistry Made Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Turin Agrawal, better known as T-Bone, and I'm of course rejoined by my co-host, Meredith Cooper-Jones. I'm back, finally. Well, you know, um, we had to bring you back yeah. just because people were complaining about uh, my new fa- And by the way, for those of you that are watching, uh, you know, the 10 of you that watch on YouTube, can you take a look and tell me what you think of my new uh, non-mustache face? Uh, tell me if you like it or not. So, but anyway, listen, this week we're going to be talking about cross-training your team, uh, the benefits of cross-training team, how to cross-train your team, and kind of how that's helped my practice uh, grow and continue to grow over the years. And Meredith's one of those examples. So before we get into this week's episode, let me turn it back over to Meredith, and she's going to provide you a quick sales pitch. Well, before I get into that, I do have a review that you guys left on Apple Podcasts. So if you have not left us a review yet, please would like five stars and something nice for you to say um, on Apple Podcasts. This one says, great real world advice. T-Bone gives real world advice for dentists looking to ways to improve themselves and their practices. I appreciate how he isn't afraid to talk about the difficulties he faces. So thank you for that, Josh. Well, today's episode, um, I think, is great because right now, especially, finding good people is hard. So when you find great people, being able to promote from within or have them as somebody who is valuable. And then as a team member, I think it kind of makes you irreplaceable on your own end for the doctor. They would have to find at some point, almost two people to replace you if you were to leave. You know, um, you saying that, Meredith, kind of reminds me of something that I think a lot of dentists have some fear about. And that's telling people how to make themselves so valuable in your practice because Mm -hmm. you fear that they're going to ask for more money or you fear that they might go somewhere else. And the truth is, is you should want to make your people amazing. You should want them to earn more. You should want them to feel that, you know, if they make it in your practice, they can make it anywhere else. And the the truth is, is typically when you do that, they don't want to go anywhere else because they recognize that 
what you've done and the environment that you've created and the opportunities that exist. And that kind of leads me into, to me, the most important part of cross-training. And, and that comes from the concept that we have here at 3D Dentist called Replace Yourself. And really what it is, is, is the, the concept is, is I try to tell everybody, look, if you're doing the same job 18 months in that you were doing when you started, then you're probably not going to make it in our practice. Um, and, and as you get bigger, that's going to change a little bit because you got to have some cooks in the kitchen. Uh, you can't have all chefs or sous chefs. But certainly when you're in that four to eight team member office, you want to see people expand and grow. And part of that is them getting comfortable with the idea of replacing themselves. And, and that's hard for team members sometimes. That's also hard for dentists. Uh, you want them to learn how to replace themselves so that they know and believe that there's something better out there for them. You know, Meredith, can you give us an example of a replace yourself in our practice? Yeah, so I wanted to take on Invisalign in the practice. I had been an intern, a sterilization, an assistant, front office, and I wanted to get back more into the clinical side of things, and I wanted to take on the Invisalign and or clear liner therapy in the practice. And you told me no, because we didn't have one, you wanted to offer it to assistants who had been assistants longer and just you felt deserved that. And I thought that was fair. But then also you didn't want to lose me up front. So I said, well, if I train, you know, Michelle to do the front, then can I take on Invisalign? So I was almost I found someone. And as I grew, I trained them to become me. Mm -hmm. And so even when I uh, left the practice and moved over to 3D, I trained her to do to take on the clear liner therapy. Yeah. So that was my person that I found that I was most like me and I could train to replace me. For And the reason I wanted to replace myself was to grow. I knew there was more opportunity, but I had to have somebody who would be able to take on what I was doing. Yeah. And so, the, you know, the key concept I would take away from what Meredith was talking about there was... Sometimes when people ask to learn something new or do something different and we say no, sometimes they give up and they start looking for another place to go because they say, you know what, there is no more opportunity here for me. And, and that's something that we have to be keenly aware of. You know, we can't shut people down. And really that's about having an open communication and open dialogue with team members about, yes, we want you to get there, but here's the challenge. Like what you heard Meredith say was, I gave her the challenge. Here's why I'm saying no. And I think mine was a little different also. Is I had told you I was leaving to go to school. Yeah, sure. So you said, so there was that to it. I mean, I don't want people to think you just said, no, I don't want you to grow. No. You had said, no, you're going to go to school next year, so let's not. Yeah, get but, into but that. it's not just about, no, I don't want you to grow. I, yeah. I think it's also sometimes dentists just say no yeah. or say no to that, right? And, and I, I don't think the answer should be no. I think the answer should always be no with some explanation or no or yes with this happening. Instead of yeah. no, it's yes with this happening. And so I, I kind of told Meredith in that situation, you know what, you're doing such a great job in the front, you know, until you can find somebody that can do as good of a job as you're doing in the front, I, I can't open this position up. And, and so that kind of that that concept to me. And so sometimes we lose great people or we demotivate great people because we're saying no too often. And really, the answer should be yes with this. Yes, yeah. after you accomplish this or this changes. And, and really, that's, that's, the, that's the tact we should take with this. Yeah, and I think another thing that we should add on that when we're promoting from within or hiring from within, um, when somebody's growing, is the value that that person has for you where 
no matter what, at the end of the day, if your assistant or one of the other associates assistants were out, I was able to jump in the back, whether I was in the ortho department, whether I was up front, because even if it was just sterilization that was behind just because of hygiene, then I was able to do that. Whereas if you leave and you find somebody else to replace me up front, that may, that person may not be able to jump in the back at all times. And I know you've talked about every front office person ideally should have worked in the back, but nowadays that would be hard to find. Yeah, you know, it's probably hard to find, you know. I think one of the most underserved areas in the front office and the business side of the practice is some basic level of clinical knowledge. Now, if you're a bread and butter, drill fill, volume practice, you probably don't need a lot of nuance uh, communication in the front. But if you're a practice like ours where you're providing lots of services, your practice like most of those that attend 3D dentists where you know, you're adding new services and adding technology and really trying to build a future-proof practice, then you start needing those nuances and that communication skill and that depth of knowledge in the front. So when somebody calls for a consult and they're looking for an all-on-four or they hate their dentures, it's not the cookie-cutter answer that you get from a general dentistry practice, you know, a traditional general dentistry practice. And, and that really comes from having trained team members. And, and, and so it comes back to that concept I've talked about before uh, of the success path. You've got to define a success path for team members. And, and there's a basic success path of when somebody starts and they're taking on a role. But then every so often you need to redevelop the success path that helps grow your practice and grow the person to help keep them in the, in the office. And I think that's something that we're not doing enough. We're not connecting with our people. What was I listening to the other day? It was KYP, know your people. You know, and, and you got to know your people. You got to know about them, what their goals are, where they want to be. Like Meredith mentioned, she, I, you know, she wanted to go back to uh, school at some point in time. And so, you know, I told her this is the path to do that and, you know, all of these things. So it, it's super important. Yeah. And I think um, one of the most valuable things about promoting from within or hiring from within or having team members that can do more than one you know, quote unquote job, mm -hmm. you know, you've never heard anyone say that's not my job um, because they can pretty much do anything all, all around the office um, is it keeps the culture the same. Yeah. And when people are able to work with different teams, I mean, I think I think in the office, the most thing is the front versus the back, right. the clinical versus the non-clinical team. And when somebody you have somebody who kind of goes back and forth, I almost feel like you kind of play devil's advocate. You're a little bit more helpful because you've worked both jobs. You know what the pain points are in the back. You know what the pain points are in the front. Trust me, if you've been an assistant and you've worked in the front office, you will never bring a, a patient up and just drop them, <laughs> you know? So it's things like that, but you don't know what that feels like until you've set up there. Uh, if you've been worked in the front and then you become an assistant, you'll never let a patient sit in the waiting room for five minutes late without letting them know we're, we're running a few minutes behind because it feels like 30 minutes up there. Yeah. Um, so those are just some of the things that like cross training makes you more aware, I think, and more helpful on the jobs. But for the most part, I mean, I know you, this is one thing you don't like to talk about, but having team members to cover each other for maternity leave. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't love maternity leave until <laughs> I like had two or three people on yeah. at once. And again, as you become a bigger office, these are natural things, okay? And, you know, especially with a bunch of women. Well, we're in a profession <laughs> we where probably 90% of our team members are female. Uh, and, and, and now there's paternity leave as well. So there's a male, <laughs> male component of that. You know, I wanted to backtrack on something, not backtrack. 
backtrack, but back up to something that uh, uh, Meredith was talking about. And I've often, especially right now, I've heard people talk about, I can't find this or I can't find that. And, you know, I don't have an answer for the hygiene solution because that requires a specific license. But a license isn't required to be an assistant or be a front office person. And in, a, in offices where you're, you need a strong person in the front, you know, don't be afraid to move somebody from the back to the front. You know, I know it's going to cause you some pain. I know that assistant that you're so used to that just hands you stuff, that just makes everything flow so easy. You know, imagine what they could do if they were in a position to be the face of your practice, to be the first person uh, that they talk to who could kind of, you know, better triage emergencies or urgencies and that can better do consults and calls like that. You know, imagine having that person uh, be able to do that in there. So, you know, sometimes the dentist has to get out of their own way to make this better. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's important. You know, it's important to be able to have something like that and to have that mindset yourself as the dentist that, you know what, Maybe I'm having a hard time finding a front office team member. Maybe I should consider moving my first or second assistant up there because honestly, it might be in your market easier to find an assistant than it is to find a trained front office team member. Uh, and, and, and back to Meredith's point, you know, culture trumps strategy every day of the week. And when you can create a great culture in the front by moving the culture from the back to the front and then training the new person, with your culture. You know, what I've always found is that the people that have the best, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. The people who have the most aligned culture with me and my goals for the practice are always people that have worked in the back with me. And it's, it's an unfair advantage because they get time with me on a day-to-day -day basis. My assistants, you know, we sit knee-to-knee -knee on a day-to-day -day basis. My hygienists, I get to talk to them on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, you know, every hour. On my front office team, I may talk to them once in the morning, once at lunch, once in the afternoon if I'm lucky. You know, so so a lot of times I think the path to greatness in the front office is through the clinical office. And, and I want you to remember that and think about that uh, as you continue to grow your practice and you move into more complex procedures and more very niche and specific procedures in your office. I actually wanted to mention almost something just like that about working in the front is it's definitely the most undervalued mm -hmm. employee is that's the person, the first person people see when they walk in, that's the person they talk to on the phone before they come in. We were at one point able to almost do a pre-consult mm -hmm. on the phone to see who they would be seeing when they, before they came in. And if you have someone who's not trained, then it's very hard to decipher what the patient needs over the phone without seeing them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if it's not somebody who is used to the patients or someone who knows the patients already makes it super easy yeah. and super comfortable. Um, and then second of all, the front, like you said, you're working, you're seeing patients. It's hard for the front office to have training yeah. with the doctor unless it's someone who's really willing to put in the time and effort because it would be before work, after work. Or when you have cancellations. During lunch, cancellations. But then honestly, I felt like I was still so busy up front. I didn't have time to just, you know, I didn't have anyone that could just cover me up front to come sit in the back yeah. with you and go over things, which would have been valuable even more. So even though I had been trained in the back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we've even had people go from the front to the back. And there's some advantages to that because then when you're in the back and you're talking money and finances and insurance and that process, then that process becomes a lot easier. You know, ultimately what this all boils down to is that creating a cross-training success path. 
allows your patients to have a better experience and for your office to have a more aligned culture. And when you have a great patient experience driven by an aligned culture, that's what we call, that's what I kind of think of as great leadership in a dental practice, uh, because then things become natural and they become all driven about the patient outcomes. And that's really what helps most practices grow and develop that reputation is, is being all about the patient. You know, you know, kind of one of the other things that just kind of came to my mind was you may be saying, well, I don't have assistants that I could move to the front or I don't have front office people that came from the back. You know, how do how do I create this? Well, I was just talking to one of our masterminders and he was talking about, you know, how do I get my team to understand the procedures more? And I told him it's very simple. Have them go to the back and watch what's going on, you know, and, and maybe it's one appointment per week. You know, maybe it's the first appointment of each day or, you know, whatever the, I think the slowest time of each day is typically the first thing in the morning after you kind of get going. Like, let's say you're an eight to five office, you know, maybe eight to eight thirty, it's kind of getting everything going, but then eight thirty to nine thirty, maybe the slower time of the office, or maybe it's after lunch in your practice. Maybe that's the time to designate it a front office team member to go back to the back and watch the hygiene cleaning appointment, watch the hygiene new patient appointment, watch the dentist crown appointment, watch the dentist implant appointment, watch the dentist XYZ appointment. So that way that person can speak from experience of what they're doing and then they can kind of start telling the patient, oh, you know, let me tell you exactly what's going to happen uh, versus talking in vague terms and terminology. And really, that's important. That's how you begin the process of cross-training. That's how you create the, that's how you start creating team members that want to have creative juices and want to experience different things and want to see more things that want to expand themselves. You know, so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you want your team to expand. I know you're not trying to hold people down and hold people back. So, you know, create, create, it starts with creating an environment where people are given that opportunity naturally. You know, you can't wait for people to come and say this to you. Honestly, it might be too late at that point. You really got to create the environment that cultivates that and, and creates a culture of constant growth and development. Yeah, one thing I wanted to add, I just thought of is we had a front office team member and you said, I want to act like she's not here for two weeks. And Alana, mm -hmm. the first thing you did was for two weeks, she worked in the back. Right. She didn't actually work. She took notes. Mm -hmm. She followed you around. She watched every procedure. She watched the associates. She watched hygiene. She watched sterilization. And she did phenomenal. She had notes on everything. And she, she came saw. with no experience, which she, was important. Right. Yes. She, she came with no dental knowledge. And she worked in the back for two weeks. And in the grand scheme of things of creating a great employee, what's two weeks? Yeah. You know, and I think it really pushed her along further than some than her of not seeing anything and working up front and just jumping. right. We're so gun ho on. Let's train them. Let's get them answering phones right yeah. away. But she couldn't answer any questions. So what was the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, I want to thank you guys for listening this week. And, and we've talked about cross training. We talked about a lot of different things, yeah. cross training, culture, <laughs> replacing, you know, yourself. <laughs> replacing yourself, lots of things. But I, I know there's one area that most of us would like our team members to be better in, and that's the overall business and case acceptance process in our practices. Uh, we offer the 3D Business Bootcamp here at 3D Dentist, where you bring your dentist, a front office team member, a hygiene team member, and an assistant team member. And we spend two days together walking through communication skills, diagnosis skills, case acceptance skills, and scheduling skills to get your entire team on board. And what happens is we then, we start the process of teaching your team members to go back 
back and train the other team members that couldn't make it uh, so that they can start learning those skills as well. So if you're interested in doing more complex dentistry, uh, doing seeing fewer well-planned visits and being not as busy but yet more productive, I think a great place to start is a 3D Business Bootcamp. Uh, you can learn more information by visiting 3D-Dentists.com or tbonespeaks.com. And we look forward to hearing from you guys next week. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.